Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Who will be the 2014 
NBA champions? Will it be the Heat? Will they go for three in a row? Will the Indiana Pacers finally knock the Heat off? Will the San Antonio Spurs revenge their loss from game six? Let's jump right into it. Let's start with the Western Conference and the first matchup with the Dallas Mavericks, the eighth seed, taking on the San Antonio Spurs, the first seed of the Western Conference. And these are two teams that really know everything about each other. Now, the Spurs have gotten the upper hand of the Mavericks for the last, well, let's just say two years. They've lost nine in a row to the Spurs, although Rick Carlisle in the playoffs has a 500 record against the Spurs. They're one and one with Rick Carlisle, but now he's got to face, we know how good of a coach he is and know how he's able to defeat the Mavericks the way he has in the last two seasons. Now, the games they played this year, they're 4-0, the Spurs are, and they've won all four games by an average of 11.5 points. Those are not close games. So the Mavericks are going to have to figure out a way to really slow down the offense of the Spurs, how to play better defense, especially on the perimeter. And that's going to come down, I think, to the guard play. Tony Parker right now is averaging 23.3 points against the Mavericks. Ellis is averaging 21.3 against the Spurs. Monte Ellis, that is. So it's going to be, a, I think, a big matchup between the guards. And Jose Calderon's got to play better defense. Also, you got Devin Harris coming in. He's got to play better defense as well, too. So I don't see this really being a series where we can see a potential upset, but I do like the way the Mavericks have played late at the end of the season. So there is a chance they can make this an interesting series or at least try to bother the Spurs a little bit. But I think the Spurs will advance. For the Mavericks, just to get back into the playoffs with this new squad is a feat. Uh, to accomplish of its own, but unfortunately they got to go against the Spurs. I think they would have much rather been a seventh seed and played Oklahoma City, but yet they'll travel down 35 to play the Spurs, and that series uh, will start on Sunday at noon. So I got the Spurs advancing in that series uh, to move on. Now let's jump to the next series. The Oklahoma City will face the Memphis Grizzlies. That's a two and seven matchup. That season series is 3-1 to one in favor of Oklahoma City. Now, the one game that the Thunder lost to the Grizzlies, Westbrook did not play. But, of course, we know he's going to be playing in the playoffs, so now that kind of evens up things a little bit, although Memphis is a very, very physical type of team, and they play even more physical during the playoffs. Now, OKC has held uh, the Grizzlies to only 93.5 points per game. So they do play good defense against the Grizzlies, although if you look at that game, the last game of the season against the Mavericks, they were really able to get their offense going. And Kevin Durant, we know he's unstoppable. Now he's averaged over 30 points a game against the Grizzlies this season. He shot the ball right at about 52% from the field, but he's done it to every team. So the Grizzlies are not the only team that have to slow him down, and they're going to have a hard time doing so, especially with Westbrook in the game and playing like he's been playing in the playoffs for them. So I like the Thunder to advance in this series. I think this would be similar to to the Spurs and Mavericks, only because the Memphis Grizzlies can kind of disrupt things for Oklahoma City since they know each other so well. But I like Oklahoma City. I think they'll advance with no problem uh, to their next, the second-round matchup. 
Now, in the other two games in the Western Conference, the other two series, you've got Houston and Portland. That's a four and five, and Houston holds the season uh, record with three games to one over the Trailblazers. Now, when you talk about these two teams, you have to talk about the guard and big man combo, and of course, James Harden and Dwight Howard uh, for the Rockets. Now, Harden has averaged 30.3 points against the Trailblazers, and Howard has averaged 25.5 points, along with 13.5 rebounds as well. Houston has really dominated the paint against the Trailblazers also. Uh, they're, they're, shooting, they're shooting the ball better in the paint. They're scoring about 13.5 more points in the paint than the Trailblazers when they play against each other. So the Blazers have got to figure out a way to protect the paint a lot better. LaMarcus Aldridge is going to play his outside game, uh, but they got to get someone down low that's going to be able to challenge Dwight Howard as they could feed him, and he can have a really big series uh, in this game. Now, Aldridge himself has played very well against the Rockets. He's averaged 26.8 points a game and also 15.5 rebounds. And Damian Lillard, who, of course, is a wild card player, he could be a contrast to James Harden if they get into a tug of war against each other. He's averaged 18.8 points a game. But I think Coach Stotts has got to figure out a way to get more production from his bench some kind of way. they got to become a deeper team in the playoffs to advance against this Houston Rockets team. We know how deep the Rockets are. They could bring in Omar Asik. They could bring in uh, Jeremy Lin off the bench if they want to, as well as other players. So they got to figure out a way to get deeper as a team to try to combat the Houston Rockets. That would be a very interesting series. I like the Rockets to advance, uh, but I think Portland's going to play very, very well. And we know how tough it is to win in the Rose Garden up there in Oregon. I've been up, I've been up there myself. It is not an easy place to win in the playoffs. They're going to be loud. They're going to have an advantage. Uh, so we'll be interested to see how this series kind of plays out. But I like the Houston Rockets to advance. Now the three and the six matchup between the Los Angeles Clippers against the Golden State Warriors. You're talking about two teams that don't like each other. <laughs> this is a late-night series that you definitely want to watch. The season series is 2-2. And the point differential in this series is point seven. That's correct. It's point seven differential in points in this 2-2 series. And both of these teams have won their games at home not able to win on the road. So it's going to be a really good ride because some teams are going to have to break that trend in order to win this series. Like Chris Paul has been spectacular against the Warriors. He's averaging 28.8 points a game along with 12.6 assists. And Stephen Curry, he's shooting the ball 58.6% from the three-point line against the Clippers. 59% outside the three-point line against the Clippers. That's an amazing stat, and if you can continue to do that and get Clay Thompson involved, this is going to be a series that the Warriors could definitely win. They don't have to travel for us right there in California, so I think this will be a big, big match to watch. And plus, it'll give us some late-night NBA action to watch as well, too. Now, there's no Andrew Bogut, so I don't know how big it's going to play a factor, so Blake Griffin's got to really use that to his advantage and play down low as much as he can. And for Blake, he's got to control his emotions. You know Mark Jackson is telling his guys right now, even the big guys like Jermaine O'Neal, bother Blake Griffin as much as you can. Get him emotionally involved in the game. 
We know he just missed the game because he had 16 technical fouls. If they can get him emotionally out of the game, they've got a chance to take him away and just focus on CP3. But if Blake can get his game going without Andrew Bogut, they've got a chance to win this series as well, too. I like the Clippers to win. I think the Warriors just have too much different things going on, too many distractions. I don't think they can make it to Western Conference Finals again. Uh, but the Clippers, with Doc Rivers, I think will keep a level head and advance and move on to that second round. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll jump into the Eastern Conference, talk about the Heat, talk about the Pacers. Stay tuned. You're listening to the NBA First Round Playoffs Preview presented by the Real Fan Sports Network. Calling all sports fans. There's only one place to go to get all your sports news, information, radio shows, sports talk, anything that you want to do, that's RFSN, the Real Fan Sports Network. Log on to realfansportsnetwork.com to hear shows from across the country. And, of course, make sure you can hear this show on the Real Fan Sports Network. Go to TuneIn Radio on the TuneIn Radio app and search for RFSN to get sports talk 24-7 from a fan's perspective. That's the Real Fan Sports Network, realfansportsnetwork.com. And welcome back, everyone, to our NBA Playoff Podcast for Round 1. A quick preview of all the series that are about to start. We went through the Western Conference. Now it's time to turn our sights to the East and the Eastern Conference playoffs. Uh, this is going to be interesting as well, too, although I think that these teams uh, could see some upsets in this, this side of the bracket, more so than in the West. Uh, so let's jump right into it and start out with the one seed against the eight seed. That'll be the Indiana Pacers going up against the Atlanta Hawks. You know, I've got some interesting thoughts on the Indiana Pacers being number one and the Heat being number two. I think for the Heat, they much rather have their matchup as a two seed versus a one seed. But for Indiana, they've got to play the Hawks. And right now, them and the Hawks in this in this season are two and two, and both teams are one and one in terms of home and road games. So that means they won at home and won on the road against each other, which makes this a more even matchup than any other one versus eight, especially in the in the, compared to the Western Conference. Now the Hawks, they beat the Pacers on the road back on April sixth, one hundred seven to eighty eight. I mean that was at the field house. One hundred seven to eighty eight. Now the Pacers, uh they actually beat the Hawks four to two in the series last year. So they know how to play them in the playoffs. Paul George is averaging 22.5 points per game against the Hawks and seven rebounds to go with it. But the Hawks are one of those teams that are going to play very, very fast. They're going to try to use their speed with Jeff Teague and other players that don't have Al Horford. But the way that Hibbert's been playing and not giving you much, that may balance itself out. So the Pacers cannot lose focus right now. Uh, they've got to stay on top of their game. They've got to go in there and get some wins. And the Hawks, I think, are trying to steal one, especially in game three when they return back to Atlanta. So for the Pacers, they got to just maintain it and put that gear in place. And if they can flip the switch like a good good team can, then they should be able to surpass the series, I think, 4-1. But you never know where the Hawks are playing, as gritty as they are, and sometimes the Pacers take themselves out the game mentally. Who knows what this series could happen, but I like the Pacers to win. Now let's jump to that two versus seven seed. 
the Miami Heat against the Charlotte Bobcats. The Heat, of course, 4-0 against the Charlotte Bobcats. And the reason why I say I think they designed to have this is because historically the Heat have dominated the Bobcats for so long. I mean, the Bobcats have lost 16 straight games to the Miami Heat. The last time they beat the Heat was in 2010. 2010 was their last win against the Heat. And the Miami, Miami Heat have to know that. So they know they got a more favorable matchup against the Bobcats, more so than the Hawks. So I think this worked out perfect for them. Now, in the, they had two games where they beat the Bobcats by 15 and more points. LeBron James has been awesome against the Hawks had a career-high 61 points on March 3rd. That's his career-high this season against the Hawks. And in that same game, ironically, the Hawks' best player, Al Jefferson, had 38 points and 19 rebounds, and that wasn't even enough <laughs> to beat them. So I find it very, very hard for these guys to have a chance here. Now the Hawks, the Bobcats, rather, they got to be excited by coming to the playoffs. And it's good exposure for guys like Kimball Walker, Gerald Henderson, and the City of Charlotte to be in the playoffs, especially to have the Heat come to town. So I'm excited about that factor. But I see the Miami Heat going 4-0. I think they'll flip the switch right away and show these guys no mercy and get past them easy so they can rest for their next series. Now in the 3-6 matchup, you got the Toronto Raptors, who have moved up to the 3 seed. They'll take on the Brooklyn Nets, who are the 6 seed. And that season series is uh, 2-2 right now. Now, three of those games were decided by four points or less. So these two teams have played each other very, very close. Now, the Nets have beat the Raptors 4-2 back in 2007. Ironically, that was the last time the Raptors were in the playoffs. So now they have a chance to kind of get some revenge against the team that put them out and uh, kept them out for so long. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, DeMar DeRozan being a first-year All-Star, now he's got a chance to really make a name for himself in the playoffs. But he's got to outplay guys like Darren Williams, like Paul Pierce, like Kevin Durant, veterans. Plus the coach like Jason Kidd, but we know what he can do on the court. But as a coach, I think he can bring some of that same intensity and get these guys on the right level in terms of the playoffs, especially with a veteran team. Now, Kyle Lowry, he's played magnificent against the Nets. He's averaging 22 points a game, six assists assists against the Nets this season. But Deron Williams has got to prove he's the best point guard in the series and get the other guys involved. And I think this will be the uh, one upset that we may see with the Nets advancing past the Raptors um, if they can go ahead and just play the kind of ball they know how to play and get closer as a team. They've been one of the best teams since the All-Star break. If they continue to do that, they have a great chance to, to beat the Raptors at a three seed. I think the Raptors just being in the playoffs for the first time, that may be a detriment to them, but we'll see. Should be still a good matchup to watch. Now, the last matchup for the Eastern Conference will be the Washington Wizards, or the Wiz Kids, as I like to call them, at the five seed, taking on the Chicago Bulls at the four seed. Now, the, the Wizards uh, actually own the series this season against them. They have a 2-1 uh, record against the Chicago Bulls, and they won their first game by 14 points. Now, the Bulls, they won the last time they played by 18 points. So both of these teams are really points on the other. And the Bulls, we know they're known for defense, but they're going to have to play great defense in the perimeter against those Wiz kids, against the speed of John Wall, and, of course, playing with Bradley Beal. 
and this is really their first time to be in the playoffs together. So that's going to be a big factor, I think, for them. Now, the Wizards had beat the, they beat the Bulls back in 2005-4-2, but it was a much different Bulls team then. Now you got Joe Kim Noah to deal with, and Noah, 21 points, 12 rebounds against the Wizards uh, on uh, April 5th just recently. So I think that Noah will be a big factor in this game as well, too. And the Wizards, I think, just are not quite ready. I know it's going to be good to watch them in the playoffs, especially those three guys together for the first time. But they're just not quite ready, I think, to turn the corner. So I like the Chicago Bulls to advance, which has set up a great second round uh, for the Eastern Conference as well as the Western Conference as well. Well, that's been it for the preview for the first round. You guys stay tuned. Make sure you log on to the Real Fan Sports Network dot com where you can find more of my articles, also more stuff about the NBA playoffs as we get started. It all starts Saturday, guys, so get ready. The real NBA season has started. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at RF Sports Radio or follow me at Rodney Fisher NBA. And until round two, I'll see you guys soon. Calling all sports fans. There's only one place to go to get all your sports news, information, radio shows, sports talk, anything that you want to do. That's RFSN, the Real Fan Sports Network. Log on to realfansportsnetwork.com to hear shows from across the country. And, of course, make sure you can hear this show on the Real Fan Sports Network. Go to TuneIn Radio on the TuneIn Radio app and search for RFSN to get sports talk 24-7 from a fan's perspective. That's the Real Fan Sports Network, realfansportsnetwork.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.